death could not stop Lucy Carrington from trying to find out what happened to her great-aunt Delilah. Both women fell from the same balcony. And a killer thinks he or she got away with murder, but they didn't. The low-budget ghost squad was about to come face-to-face with a killer, but we wouldn't face this killer alone. Someone had been watching us and was ready to help bring a murderer to justice, one way or another. Well, hey guys, welcome to the final episode of Season 1 of the Low Budget Ghost Squad. I hope you've had fun following this mystery with us. I'm Natalie, the mom who took her kids to a haunted hotel that they saw on YouTube. It's the Crescent in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. And, I mean, it sounded like a fun idea. I'm Allison, and yes, I sound a little raspy. And I'm Ethan. Yeah, let me share a few things with you. During this whole process of putting this podcast together, you know, school started up, and as when that happens, things got crazy with sports and and homework and everything else that goes along with it. So we packed a lot of work into a really short amount of time. As we said, we didn't really know what we were doing at first, and I think we learned a few things along the way, not only about podcasting, but ghost hunting as well. And here it is. The big ending of season one that all took place in the morgue. So here we go. So after we saw that ghost go over a balcony in episode one, we've gotten messages from ghosts. And don't laugh when I say this. We've gotten those messages on our phone through this app that makes this crazy noise that sounds something like this. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> okay, that was just our take on the noise. Here, here's the actual sound that you've been hearing throughout this podcast. We've been getting help from an actual ghost named Henry. He used to work here. So let me recap just a little. Delilah Carrington was a student here when the hotel was a women's college, and she fell from her balcony in 1934. Now, she was engaged to Charlie, the grandson of one of the bigwigs in town, Samuel Whiteford. But Delilah was having an affair with a guy who worked in the kitchen named Jason Quinlan. Now, Jason happens to be the father of Henry, our ghost friend, and the name Jason has appeared on the ghost hunting app. He and I seem to be communicating that first night we were here. And cue drum roll... Delilah was pregnant with Jason's baby when she died. So Delilah's twin brother, Jack, always kept telling people and coming to the hotel that he would see her ghost. And actually, eventually, his own granddaughter, Lucy, came here to investigate just like him. And then she ended up dying and falling and dying from the exact same balcony as her. So we've also met Samuel's, I think it's like his great-great-grandson. He's been walking around the hotel looking at everything, and I kind of get the vibe that he likes to stroll down the halls like it's a museum. Like you guys like to do. Well, yeah, because we're interesting people. And we've just found Delilah Carrington's diary, and a letter was with it. And now we're ready to tell you how this whole thing ends.
Now, Delilah's diary told us that she was planning to hide from Samuel Whiteford the night she died because she wanted to run away with Jason and not marry Samuel's grandson, Charlie. Hope you can follow that there. So we saw the initials AFW on that letter that was with the diary. That seemed to be Delilah's roommate, Alice Faye. It could have been Warlick or Whiteford. She married Charlie Whiteford very quickly after Delilah died. It's a, a true bestie there. So Mom was just about to read the letter when the ghost stop started going off and the words get out appeared. And we already knew a ghost or something was probably in here to tell us that because it already had. But then someone knocked at the door. Well, I mean, at least they knocked instead of just walking through the wall. So when we opened the door and it made this nightmarish creaking noise. And the guy's face cringed. And he said, well, that's not that scary at all. All right, let me say that again. Well, that's not that scary at all. So it was a guy who looked like he worked here. I think I had seen him in the hallway. I was pretty sure I had. He said some of the ghost tour guides thought that we would love a sneak peek at some of the new stuff that they were adding on. He said he'd seen us with the app, you know, all over the place, so he thought we'd like it. Now, I want to say that after all the murder shows that I have watched in my life, and that is a lot if you know me, now I'm that girl in the show with her spidey sense going off saying something's wrong here, but she goes anyway. Yeah, it's definitely not the smartest thing we've ever done. I mean, y'all, I think I know, at least for me, we were so caught up in all this. And so we followed him down that big main staircase all the way from the fourth floor. And I had that Alice Faye letter shoved in my back pocket. And the diary was hidden back in the room. Yeah, and the ghost app started pinging because Henry was standing on one of the landings in the stairwell. And he asked us, are you okay? I mean, I think he could tell by my face that I was getting a little uneasy now. But I couldn't really talk to him, so I just shrugged my shoulders. And he watched us all the way to the ground floor. I saw him leaning over the railing. And I still can't believe what happened next. So the guy then took us down that set of stairs that led to the spa area where we had been earlier. And then we headed toward the morgue. Now, this morgue was set up in 1937 when a so-called doctor bought this building and opened a cancer hospital. Now, the ceiling in this hallway to the morgue is exposed so you could see the wiring and the trail of pipes above you. And there was a little bit of an echo. I noticed the guy was starting to talk a lot louder, as if he hoped someone could hear him down there. And then he opened the door to the morgue, and I saw a face I recognized. And then we realized who was leading us down there, to the killer. There was, in front of us, William Whiteford, smiling at us, actually, in the morgue.
The guy we were following had been part of his entourage that we had seen him with in the upstairs hallway. I guess he stole that uniform to trick us. And you guys, he closed the door behind us and locked us inside with William Whiteford, the great-great-grandson of Samuel, who founded the hotel. Apparently, our little conversation we had with him in the hallway that day had been a huge mistake. As was coming down here, too. I said, well, hello, Mr. Whiteford. What are we doing down here? For this next part, I feel like it's going to be easier to understand if we actually have somebody else's voice come in. So I have recruited a very willing volunteer and my husband, Brian, who is going to read the next part. And here is his debut in the Low Budget Ghost Squad. Thank you very much. Not that I had much of a choice, but here I go. And you can compare the acting jobs we do later. So I'm going to repeat this line again. Well, hello, Mr. Whiteford. What are we doing down here? Oh, I know you didn't mean to get involved in this. I just heard that you had found something that my family has been looking for. For decades. And he wanted that diary. Yep, I told him, uh, let us go get it, and we three would just leave the hotel and never come back. But y'all, his demeanor changed from, I don't know, less southern gentleman to maybe a crazy killer. You'll leave like Lucy Carrington said she would leave. Go home, not tell anyone. So he did know Lucy from 1990. I mean, it was like the floodgates opened and he started spilling. That whole Carrington family wouldn't shut up about Delilah their entire lives. Would anyone really believe that Lucy would go away quietly? She was parading around this hotel dressing and acting like Delilah's ghost. And if you think about it, that article that we read said that there had been a lot more sightings in the past 30 years once Lucy died. And then he told us he didn't think Delilah's ghost was ever there. He thinks her brother Jack made the whole thing up just to get his family to crack. The whole idea of Delilah still being here shook my grandmother and grandfather up, though. You know them as Charlie and Alice Faye. But since the night Delilah died, the family has always said, stick together. Don't break. No one can know the truth. Well, then I said, probably stupidly, but by killing Lucy, you created a real ghost and kept that story alive. Now, I was taking a big guess with that at that point, but he didn't deny it. If you believe in that stuff, I hear there may be a letter too. At least that's what someone saw in your son's hand. You should be more careful. And I tried to stall, saying, you know, I really think we should go back upstairs and hash this out. You know, hash this out in public. Read it to me. And this is really hard to talk about. But that's when he raised a gun to my face. I mean, time stood still at that moment. We watch all these shows, but... This time it was real. I started stammering. I, I, I don't have the diary with me. 
but I had to make a quick decision, and I went for it. I told him, I have the letter, and it's from your grandmother, Alice Faye. And y'all, he looked so surprised because he realized at that moment that for all those years that the Whitefords had been digging around this hotel looking for Delilah's diary, that she knew where it was maybe the whole time. Then he demanded, read the letter to him. And it said, I didn't try to stop a horrible event from taking place, and it's tormented me for decades. I watched my best friend, Delilah Carrington, fall from our balcony to her death in 1934. Today is actually the anniversary of that tragic night, and it was an accident in a way. Not really. She came running into our room trying to hide from Samuel, and I hate that man. She wanted to run away, marry someone else, and not my Charlie. But Samuel wouldn't let her. And it's my fault he even knew. I thought if Charlie learned that she was in love with someone else, he would turn to me. But Samuel didn't care about what she wanted. He started banging on our door, demanding to be let in. I mean, he wasn't even supposed to be up there. But Samuel always got his way. When I opened that door, he pushed me out of the way and started coming at Delilah. And she kept backing away from him, telling him to leave her alone. But he kept walking toward her, yelling until she didn't have anywhere else to go. She was right up against that balcony railing. And he kept coming at her until... She just fell over. And the biggest regret I have in my life is that I didn't help her. I was too wrapped up in loving Charlie and being jealous of her. I don't even know if Charlie ever loved me. I used to think he didn't love her either. It was just a marriage his grandfather wanted. But I could see it in his eyes all these years. Samuel pushed him into marrying me just to keep me quiet. I found Delilah's diary tonight. I'm so foolish because I should have known. Samuel asked her that night where it was. He wanted to destroy it. But she told us she hid it and she was looking straight at me, almost pleading with me for help. But I just stood there. And now, I hope the diary and this letter I'm placing with it are found one day so the whole story can come out. And it's dated... February 24th, 1990. Wait, that's the day Lucy died. Imagine the big, long, dramatic pause at this point. Then he started talking again. February 24th, 1990. It's the day my grandmother died. Right in front of me. I guess soon after writing that. I followed Lucy into Delilah's old room. She didn't even see me. She'd been searching all over the hotel for Delilah's diary. And not being quiet about it either. When she started doing her usual ghost thing, you know, dress up like Delilah and stand by the balcony, I pushed her. Hard. Nobody would have seen me. I was too far back into the darkness. It wasn't as difficult as I thought it would be. But I didn't know that my grandmother had followed me, followed me into that room. She was at the hotel for some charity event, and she was scared of what I was going to do. I just had to get Lucy to stop. She knew it. The whole family wanted her to stop and just leave the past alone. But my grandmother, she had this look of horror on her face when she saw Lucy go over the railing. 
and she ran past me to the balcony. But I pulled her back because I couldn't have anyone see her. But for her, it was too much. And she said, Delilah, as she started gasping. And she had a heart attack and died right there on the balcony. But if you remember, the official story is that Alice Faye was found in the hallway with William on the third floor. Now, he claimed he didn't want her found in that room with Lucy, now on the ground below. Construction work had been going on there, and a secret passageway had been found. Well, he used it to carry his grandmother, Alice Faye, out and into another wing of the floor. He then started yelling for help. He told police she had wanted to walk the halls again to remember some of her younger days. And as he put it, nobody questions a Whiteford. So Alice Faye was a shadow figure I saw when Delilah, or I guess Lucy, fell from the balcony. And at this point, we were wondering if it was Alice Faye or Lucy or even Delilah that was sending us the messages like, stop him and hurry. Any of them, because any of them wouldn't want it to happen again. You mean like with us and what was going on at that moment? He still had a gun. And I started to look around for a way out or at least a weapon. I mean, the only things in here are shelves of old rusted jars found buried in the back of the hotel from the old cancer hospital. Well, at this point, we were standing in the old freezer where the bodies used to be kept. And I tell you, y'all, I was scared. I couldn't find a way to get my kids out of there. But we wouldn't have left you. Well, William asked me then. Did you feel that? And I didn't feel anything. But he said it got a lot colder in there all of a sudden. And my phone, which by this time was in my pocket, and the ghost app was starting to go berserk, it was making that noise. Because y'all, something was in there with us. Mom pulled out the phone and saw we didn't have any signal, but William grabbed it. And guys, his face went ghostly white when he read the words on the screen. It said William, and then it said enough. Now what I did next threw him off. I called out, Alice Faye? I mean, it sounded as if she were trying to contact him or us, maybe. I mean, hell's bell, she may have been in the room. But William just threw the phone down and yelled, My grandmother is dead! Then the words, William, and don't, popped up. Okay, so here's where it gets weird. Yes, even stranger than anything we've seen and told you about so far. And we have a ghost friend. William started backing away from me, but not towards the exit. He cornered himself in the next room. Stupid. I don't know if you could hear, but Ethan was saying, that's a stupid move. Anyway, so he corners himself in that room, and that's where the shelves are, full of jars that had that human tissue and gross stuff from the 1930s. The lights started flickering, and it got very cold. And then the old autopsy table started shaking. And then a white mist appeared in the room with him. 
It was the same white mist that started this whole thing for us. Her image came clear, and it was Lucy. And she was reaching out to William, but he was yelling, No, I killed you! And then she spoke very quietly. You took my life to protect your reputation, to protect your money. And y'all, at first I was paralyzed with fear and, and really in awe at the same time. But then I realized, you know, we needed to get out of here. This was our chance. And of course, my phone was dying all of a sudden. Yeah, because Lucy was sucking all the energy from it to materialize. We've been over this. Okay, anyway, again, we're learning about ghost hunting, and that was a big lesson. I tried to open the door at this point, and it wouldn't open, and I started beating on it. Maybe somebody would hear us. And okay, this may be disturbing for some people, so just fair warning that at that moment, Lucy had her arm through William, like straight through his body, and he was clutching his heart and stumbling backwards into those shelves and those jars were falling everywhere. And then he fell and just stopped moving. And we were all frozen, staring at one, a dead body on the ground, and two, a freaking ghost in front of me who I think just killed somebody. But then the main door pushed open, and it was the hotel manager and the worker who told us about the ghost app to begin with, and Henry was standing behind them. So Lucy started walking towards us, and that was, I think, the craziest moment in my life. Yeah, and she said, I tried to warn you to leave and get out, but you wouldn't. And I didn't want you or your family to end up like me. But now I'll say thank you. Now I know who killed me. He pushed me from behind, so I never knew who it was. Then she turned to me and said, I'm sorry if Jason scared you. We knew you may be able to help when you felt his presence that first night when you were here in the dining room. Not everyone can sense a spirit. And this kind of made me laugh, but apparently it takes them a lot of energy to send messages through the phone, like even one word or phrase. I think Alice Faye helped save us, too. So I asked, is Alice Faye here? And Lucy said she has sensed her, but never actually seen her. That doesn't mean she isn't. Apparently there's a lot I need to learn about how this ghost world works. So Henry started stepping forward and reached out to Lucy and said, Is my dad here? He was almost crying. I mean, if ghosts could actually cry. He was on the brink of ghost tears. We were all almost crying, too. Even the hotel worker who was trying to record all of this, but having two ghosts and maybe more all in one room was taking too much energy, so the phone died. Now, before Lucy could answer him, though, she started fading, saying, I I don't have the strength. And she was gone. But just as she was disappearing, you could barely hear something. And it sounded as if she said, You may still see me from time to time. The app went silent, but not before sending this message. I'm sorry, William. So we later learned, after Henry saw us on the staircase going with one of William Whiteford's henchmen people, 
He went to the hotel worker that showed up down there and sent him a message via his ghost app that said, help them, and then the word morgue. So that guy went to go get the manager, and Henry had to use all of his ghost strength to be visible to her. And guys, you, I wish I would have seen her face. We handed over the diary and the letter to the police and told them that a killer was dead down in the morgue. I think it's very fitting, and we did not kill him. Yeah, she was quick to tell people that. So um, I'm left with this question. Has Delilah's ghost ever really been at the Crescent? Well, we saw Lucy's ghost, but maybe Delilah is somewhere else, and maybe she's looking for Jason. I guess the ghost of Jason Quinlan was the first one to somewhat reach out to us. And it's funny because that led us to Henry, his son. Maybe that was their plan all along. And I really want to be honest with you guys. After all of this, I just wanted to go to the heated pool because it was finally open. I mean, this is a vacation. But of course, I had to go charge my phone first. When we walked into the Crescent Hotel, I did not know what to expect. Certainly not what happened. So, where do we go next? Find out in Season 2 of the Low Budget Ghost Squad, which is part of Spellbound Productions. This was written, directed, edited, produced, and whatever else by the leader of the Low Budget Ghost Squad, yours truly. And thanks, of course, to Allison and Ethan for their hard work and willingness to play along. And maybe you saw some of the awesome graphic art design we have by Lucinda Peterson. And if you want to see some of the things you heard about throughout this podcast, go to our Instagram and YouTube channel that are in the description, and that's where we'll have some fun pictures, videos, and some behind-the-scenes stuff. 